combination of gearheads. John the instigator, Derek the conservative, Will the builder, Sean the racer, and maybe a guest invite you to listen while we sit down, have a drink, and discuss cars. Time now for the ride. Hey everybody, no driving gloves here. We're trying a new uh, system tonight. I didn't quite like the Patreon thing. I didn't. I don't quite like the YouTube thing. We're going to go with a tr- attempt at live streaming. We're going to see how this works out tonight. So Der- it's just Derek and I tonight. We're going to see how this episode goes. You won't be able to see this live stream. We're doing some testing with it, and we're just going to have to live with it and see uh, again what's happening. So what's going on tonight with you, Derek? Anything exciting? Anything uh, spectacular? All the better they can't see us tonight, John. I'm not wearing my, you know, tuxedo and bow tie. So I'd be highly disappointed if this was our inaugural live stream. I wasn't dressed for that. Could be our inaugural live stream if we wanted it to be. Well, we don't. We're not dressed for that. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. We're going to probably have to start doing this uh, show with pants on and everything else. Exactly. You know, I bet it. I mean, hey. We're making the best of the pandemic, right? Everybody's moving to all these Zoom meetings and online things. So, hey, why not take no driving gloves into the virtual live streaming? We've got to give it a try. You know, actually, give it a try. That, that brings up a, a great, well, I should answer your question. I'm doing spectacular tonight. I'm just living life and having fun at work. So working on cars in the garage here at home and uh, excited to get my new shop built, which should be happening in the next month, month and a half, I'm hoping. And then I'll be able to work on even more of the cars. I won't be crammed in a two two and a half car garage anymore. I'll be up to a 30 by 45 pole barn to do what I really need to. So things are going good. So a six car garage. Uh, well, it's going 14 foot wall height, so you got to add in the lifts. Must be nice. Money must be flowing up there in Bowling Green. (laughs) We, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Let's get on to a different topic. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let the, uh, don't don't give the wife the receipts. I know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she listens to podcasts. Stop. I came trying to think if I've... But anyway, what I... What what are you doing? What are you up to? What am I up to? I don't know. You were going to talk. And then, oh, what's the question? Well, I, didn't. I was going to talk about the fact that we just mentioned that, you know, we're going to live streaming. The pandemic's taken everything into the virtual world. And I think one of the things we haven't talked about yet on the show that is somewhat new due to the world in is uh, thoughts on online car shows that are a lot of people notice that the peterson did a big online car show uh, to kind of fill the void of the monterey car week and the pebble beach concord elegance so kind of wondering what your thoughts are that i i think it's interesting it's um it's something new but to be honest i think they've been going on for a long time we just haven't watched them i mean there's i was up at will's shop a couple of maybe about two years ago for one of his events and i walked around and live streamed ironically live streamed the the car show as i walked around it we get on facebook on a you know weekly basis and we see our local car shows our cars and coffees and that we get on facebook and we see our buddies that are at Pebble Beach on a, a normal year, shooting videos and sending us things. So is there really that much of a difference that all of a sudden we've taken car shows online? 
yeah, we're organizing them and we're putting a couple of things together. Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about the feeds of just show us a picture of your car? Um, more, yeah, more of the ones that are, are coming out where it's like, you know, hey, upload pictures of your car. And when, you know, the and I'm not knocking the Peterson for what they did, because it probably is a it's a void that they wanted to fill, especially in the California car culture world. But you know, they they uploaded pictures, and if I remember right, there were some awards that they gave out. You know, I mean, there there's going to be different levels of this too, because obviously your local car show it has a little different vibe and feel from Concord Elegance level of car show. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking more so not so much you know walking around live streaming or or filming a car show or you know taking some pictures and putting them up as the actual events going on, but a completely virtual car show where, you know, there is no actual tangible on-site show, but rather these, you know, fill the void of the missing and canceled car shows and, and concours that are gone this year. It would be an interesting thing to see develop. I can really get on board with it still, but it's really going to come down to the participants' quality. We have a mutual friend who lives in um, Michigan who's got some decent cars and say he wanted to do an online virtual car show. He might want to show his car there, but does he have the tech savvy to show it and present it well? I think that's going to be the difficulty. Uh, you shaking your head that no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the same one where when I'm, if it's the person I'm thinking of, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately, he does not have, he is less tacky. T- Tacky? Well, and uh, anyway. I don't know if he's uh, less he tacky less, than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He is less tech savvy, I'll get it out, than I am. So, no, he does not. And, you know, that, that brings up an interesting kind of jumping off point in my mind, which is, you know, at these concours and stuff, a lot of the people that own these cars are from the elderly generation and are not that tech savvy. So what is the impact there now that you bring that up? Well, I think you have that instantly pops in my mind is the Ford GT purchase application process that they did for the 17 GTs that you had to submit a video of basically your car collection in that. And, you know, Ford got 5,000 of these videos and I had some friends apply for the cars. I had some friends actually get issued the cars. But, you know, one of them did, a, you know, hired a producer, hired a film crew, you know, this big elaborate filming. I don't know what he spent on it, but I guarantee you it was a couple thousand dollars, which, you know, when you're buying a million dollar car or $800,000 car is nothing. And then somebody else, you know, films it with his GoPro and or, or his iPhone and presents it. I don't know how you're going to properly judge unless, say, the Evergreen Car Show or Evergreen Concours has these entries and everybody submits a a video. There's one thing. Or do they send, you know, we're going to have 100 entries or we're accepting 100 cars. Do they send a film crew to film all 100 cars? Uh, Because even if you are tech savvy, and again, I know a guy that owns an Internet company. There's no way in the world you're going to get him to take five minutes to shoot a quality video of his, you know, car. I know somebody else who owns, a, you know, a major, major media company were, and he's worth, well, he's one of the top or wealthiest people in the state of Alabama. He's never going to take the time. He's never going to put the money, you know, into the, the video shoot. He's not going to see that. Yeah. 
six grand to ship his car on reliable to Pebble Beach, he can do. But if he he's not going to pay six grand to present his car. So, yeah, I think the the video aspect and being able to judge will be difficult. I think we'll get a lot better cars and a lot better presentations. Interesting take. Interesting take. And like I say, you know, and I think I, I, I'm kind of agree with you for sure on that one, John, which is, you know, it's, I think for the, the concour level shows, it's going to be extremely difficult to pull off something that is anywhere remotely near like the, you know, actual in-person show. Uh, like you say, just because you can't, you can't provide even a video that is the quality of seeing the car in person. So judging is going to be extremely difficult. And and like you say, most most people aren't tech savvy enough to you know get good video and good stories about their cars like they're able to when they're on the field. So you know, I think it's it's one of those that for the smaller car shows, the the local car shows. Uh, you know, I, I belong obviously to a lot of different car groups on, you know, social media, Facebook specifically, and, you know, a number of the Corvette ones that I involved in. I mean, they're, they do some cool stuff. I mean, they'll throw up a, you know, weekend car show or something and folks will post pictures of their Corvettes and, you know, it's, it's more for fun and, you know, the, the hobby at that level and, uh, guess you know maybe i should reserve some some of my thoughts on different levels of 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 car shows but you know i think when you get to the concours level it it it's also not the same you know the same feeling and and the same uh, goal uh, in the car show as it is when you're just kind of the local level or you know the the club level of car shows let's call them uh, that can be held online it's just it's it's two two real different worlds in in what the purposes of the shows are i agree with you on that i think it's the local level yeah i think online virtual it's great you know let's get a whole bunch of guys we get on a you know facebook and let's you know, live stream as we walk around our garage and talk about our cars and things like that. And that I really could go for because it, it'll be something that comes up later. But I just, I, I haven't attended, and I, you and I recently talked about this. I haven't attended a car show since March, any car event or anything, just because of obviously what's going on in the world and my beliefs on it, which differ greatly from others. But I can, I, I go with the, the, the Saturday night stuff. But on a concord level, if we're going to go to virtual or we're going to start and who knows, and, you know, here I am playing with the this new business venture and new media production and podcast production and, you know, video production and things like that. Maybe that's a whole new avenue that gets me back into the car world that I start filming for, you know, some of the concours and start producing videos for them. And we have online concours and like I said earlier, it takes us a year to put the show together. You know, we reach out to somebody, we send a crew, we take some pictures, you know, take some videos and we interview. And what I think is neat there is we could have videos, you know, and the video presentation of the car would be the car when it rolls into Will's shop. And then, you know, 30 seconds of footage when it's as it transforms in a time lapse photography. And then the finished product and then a virtual reality walk around. Now, that could be really, really cool. Expensive as heck to put together. But what is the budget 
what does it cost to put together Car Week in Monterey? What does it cost to put, you know, the old Gilmore Gathering on or Amelia Island? Um, it might not be quite the video, you know, the video still might cost more, but how many more people are you going to be able to reach out to? You're going to miss that com- camaraderie of people. But I think COVID's, no matter what happens in the end of this thing, and when it finally goes away, whether it's next Friday or it's 2022, is going to change the way the world interacts. And that might be an acceptable thing, you know. I miss going to some, you know, that I miss the car show season this year. I think you do too. I miss going to a lot of seminars and conferences that I wanted to go to this year. And part of that is the networking and the friends. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept to try to put together and maybe get out ahead of. Yeah, yeah certainly. And and yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's I think it's wearing on on all of us that are in the the hobby and and the any of the professions that revolve around the the auto industry, be it the you know classic and antique car world or the new car world, you know a lot of us are just kind of like man, this we haven't been able to go out, and, and a lot of us we have friends all over the country, all over the world that you know we come together at a lot of these big events. Of course, you know the last show I was at this year was Amelia Island. And, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people that I know from all across the country, you know, got to hang out with them, you know, went out to dinners, went out just hanging out. Um, actually, the the for the week after Amelia Island, I had business to do down in Florida, meet with some members, things like that. And, you know, one of my colleagues from the museum field that, you know, is from California, just took some vacation time and decided, I'll just kick around with you for the week after Amelia and we'll go see some things in Florida. And while you're visiting, you know, members, things you got to do, you know, he went off and did something else. And, you know, that's kind of what these in-person shows are about too, is not just about the cars. And I mean, it's the cars are the centerpiece many times, but again, it's, it's like going to, you know, if, if you're a, any profession that you're in, you usually have professional conferences. You know, John, you were just talking about seminars and conferences you want to go to. And yeah, part of that is about learning or being involved in that event. But another part of it is, you know, just networking and seeing the people you know. So I think that's another a big hit with this pandemic this year to every every group that's out there. But coming from the specifically the automotive end of things, you know, it's, it's that we're not all seeing the friends and, and colleagues we have around the world, having that face-to-face networking time. And that's never going to be replaced by anything virtual because even in the case of a Zoom meeting or, you know, any of the online conferencing abilities, it's just not the same when you're over the internet. It, it's not sitting down face to face with someone in real time, being right there, sharing a meal with them, hashing out ideas and talking about profession and whatever you get, you know, whatever you talk about when you're with them, that that's never going to be replaced. You know, I, I call my friends now, you know, the people, you know, in my profession, my colleagues and, you know, John, you know, we sit down, sometimes Will's here, sometimes Sean's here. And, you know, it's still not the same as, 
when I drive down to Birmingham and you know, we get together at a restaurant or you know, we pop over to Will's shop or something. And, you know, there's just a difference in how that all plays out. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. And again, say, take, for instance, you're, you're talking the, the, you know, Amelia Island and that, and I'm talking some conferences or the Lotus owners gathering. It's you miss out on that interaction is okay. Yeah. We're going to have a zoom meeting. And like, like you said, Oh, I'm going to be on it. And Derek's going to be on it. And Sean's going to be on it. Will's going to be on it. And, you know, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have Matt Farrow. We're going to have Courtney Hanson, you know, whatever. Oh, you know, that's it. Nobody's going to stumble into our Zoom meeting other than some, you know, hacker from wherever, Philadelphia. But it's, you don't get that incidental bumping in. Everything is a pre-planned meet. And if you and I are standing, standing around chatting or whatever, you know, we had a guest on, you know, Phil Sohn. And part of the, you know, one of the things he did a couple of years ago at SEMA, on my advice, is he sought out Will because he was just getting into building his V8. He wasn't going to do that in a Zoom meeting or the Zoom SEMA. He wasn't going to stumble across Will and wait for Will to have a break in the conversation so that he could say, hey, you know, John said for me to meet you. That stuff's never going to happen. You know, I don't think it's ever going to happen virtually. I was in a Zoom call earlier today on a non-car related topic and it was about guesting on podcast put it simply so that we don't have to bounce around anything and there were 15 or 20 podcast hosts in the zoom room along with 70 participants that had paid to be there the idea was to pitch yourself to these people how do you do that you know the way this room worked is okay I'll virtually raise your hand okay and then per- person by person in a real world thing, 20 of us could be pitching to 20 podcasters. And, you know, the whole thing, instead of being a three and a half hour meeting, could have been done in 25 minutes. But, you know, it's we're having that conversation of preparing new world. You know, everybody's talking about the new normal, whatever, and hates those terms. But reality is, like I said, 10 minutes ago, no matter when this pandemic ends the world's going to be different people are going to look at things differently and we're just going to have to decide how how are we going to want to play because what happened in 2019 will never happen again i don't see the old normal ever returning you know actually thinking about that john this may be good for certain factions of the automotive collecting community trying to be really careful what i say here maybe possibly might help out in the idea of not just going somewhere and parking a bunch of cars on a field, but maybe it lends itself more to, hey, you know, social distancing, why don't we all get in our cars and uh, maybe do a tour and drive through the countryside and actually have the cars out doing what they were always in to do and uh, be driving around actually touring and seeing things. And don't get me wrong, a lot of the shows do a tour. This may encourage more and more of that to happen because it will give you the opportunity to be actually socially distanced from the other folks that are uh, in the event with you. And like you said, I think 
I'm trying to think when we ha we had Tom Cotter on and over the summer he was doing, and I don't know if he was the formation that I thought about doing in a Birmingham because most of our big cities have the 865, 459, 465, whatever ring roads that go around the city, uh, you know, the big interstates. And they were doing a tour. You just get on the interstate and drive around the city and people could get on at whatever exit. They could get off at whatever exit. And these things could go on, really went on for laps and laps and laps. But you could, you know, you get on at exit exit six and you go all the way around and you get back off at exit six. But when you do that, 15 other people have joined in. You know, these could be perpetual things and the cars get used. It, it's kind of cool that way. Again, we don't have the social interaction, which is still part of the car community. And I'm sitting here thinking and looking at all these monitors in front of me. And, you know, this would have been what I have in front of me now 15 years ago would have never imagined could have existed. And then I'm thinking that in just the other or next room over, you know, we've got the, you know, 16 year old and the 12 year old playing on their computers in their own world with 15 other people and having that communication and that talking and people bouncing in and out. So what I might've said about, you're never going to be able to bump into people. If all of a sudden we had a Minecraft, say, I don't even think they play Minecraft anymore, but a Minecraft, say car show. And then you just show up with your, you know, figure out the program so that you have a your avatar and actual picture of your car and not some 16 pixel thing. And you're that, you know, you're there with a little, you know, headshot of you and you're, you're there hanging out. You know, other people can come and go out of this quote game chat room. You know, it could be interesting. I mean, I remember my CRX community in the mid 90s was the CRX forum on, you know, on the Internet, on my web TV unit. That's how I got into the Internet, where a couple of years later, well, sitting here now, when's the last time you really went to a forum and used a forum? We all go to our Facebook pages now or we all go to Instagram and look at pictures of stuff. You know, I don't think the Instagram car shows the answer, but. Uh, going back again to what I said, there's some technology out there and somebody's going to figure this out, not only for the car world, but we're not the only ones suffering. <laughs> One of the woodworking shows I listen to always harass knitters. And, you know, the, the local knitting groups aren't getting together on the lawn at the library knitting because it's not acceptable. But can we figure out a way for that to happen? But where am I going? You know, just there's a lot of other groups out there that are up against the same obstacle. And I have found that I narrow my my thoughts are all about the car world. And, you know, Zara's thoughts are all about education and how this is affecting education. And and again, the kids going back to school and remote learning. There's just so much. And what was it? March Zoom exploded or April, you know, where we've been doing the podcast the last couple of months. We got on Zoom just before that because I thought it would be a decent platform. Okay, audio quality. Now we're trying something different here. But now there's all of a sudden a lot of new companies coming into that video conferencing field. And I don't know if Zoom will be here in a year or a year and a half. But in a year and a half, even if they are, Zoom today is not what Zoom in 12 months is going to be. Because technology is going to move on and people are going to figure out different things and maybe we'll get that, be able to drop in. I don't know.
we're talking technology, we're talking cars, and we're talking knitting. I don't know. Hey, why not? Right. I mean, you talk about looking around, you know, where you're sitting right now and, and the screens and, you know, 15 years ago, you imagine, you know, you couldn't imagine the the setup that you have. And I mean, I look around my room and, and what's in front of me and, you know, realize that a hundred years ago, this is exactly what they were working with. So I think it's two different yeah, a um, hundred years ago, they I'm sure they had an HP laptop in front of them and an Audio Technica and the microphone and headphones. Okay, aside they, from but the they, laptop, but they did have they did have the mechanical clock in the background. <laughs> yes, I mean, I you know the the you know yes the the clock the uh, you know the 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 secretary the the you know uh, arts and crafts secretary that I use as a desk the um, phonograph that I don't even know you probably know that I wound up getting a couple months ago. I have a crank phonograph behind me. Isn't that called a Victrola? (laughs) Victrola, yeah. Uh, Victrola use a drum and a phonograph uses the vinyl. I don't know. Yes. 100-year-old leather. There's another one. The record clubs. I go modern. The record clubs now all of a sudden, instead of sitting around and listening to their turntables, are sitting around connecting their USB turntables and now listening to their old vinyl digitally as a group. (laughs) You know, it's kind of an interesting thought if you think about it. I mean, really, if you want to talk about preservation of historic albums and uh, cylinders and things like that, you're right on track. Digitization. We're not talking about cars anymore. No, we totally drifted off. But, you know, that's okay because it all goes back to the car world. This is how I get messages during during podcasting. It's not text. It's not anything, you know, fancy and modern. It's a handwritten note. Well, that's because you don't have a studio like I do that has doors and they're afraid to open the door on the, the wrath that I would unleash, which also explains frequent relation. <laughs> yeah, but you're locked into this one now, John. Uh, quite possibly. Uh, professional podcaster. We don't make any money. uh so says so on my linkedin there you go so what have you been up to in the car world now that we've completely spent half the show or more on virtual car shows what's next oh what am i up to in the car world i recently consulted with my uh, stepsister and she parted with a 74 pontiac catalina at 4200 miles on it it was a four-door bought brand new by my great uncle Wally, she, my stepsister had actually used it as her wedding car back in 2002, I think she might have got married in, somewhere right around there. Yeah, I know I lived in Virginia, probably about 2000. Uh, She parted with that, uh, sold it to a um, gentleman, paid cash for it. Um, Unfortunately, it's probably on 24s or 26s by now, and being used and not sitting in her garage decaying away. And that move has made me really rethink my 62 Chrysler. Uh, Actually, I think Will wants that, doesn't he? Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to part with it to Will. (laughs) He could get a client to uh, pick it up for him. I, you know, if I could see myself wanting to put my grand into it, and that's the whole thing is if all of a sudden I have an extra 20 grand, I'd love to send it up to Will, tell him, put some hydraulics on it, make the damn thing run not hydraulics, air suspension, and go ahead and I could use it. But I don't know if I'm ever going to want to part with 20 grand to do that. And I'm doing a disservice to the car. I probably could use the working capital. I don't need it, but 
it was nice to have an extra four or five thousand dollars in the bank just you know just in case i'm trying to think really i haven't watched any car shows we talked about me not doing that it, it's kind of sad because we should probably be actually watching our co-host's show to at least you know at least give him some support in what he's doing in reality well, tv if our co-host would let us know if his show is actually airing, I might watch it. I probably would watch it. I mean, he does have an attractive co-host. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'll be honest. What your question to me is a question that I've been thinking of myself is here I am on this car podcast with bunches, bunches and bunches of people listening. And uh, cars are not the priority in my life anymore. It's building this new business. And I'd love to, you know, be producing six or seven car podcast shows. If you're interested in a car podcast show, look up jlewisproductions.com and talk. However, those shows cannot have more viewership. Actually, that wouldn't be a hard thing to overcome. I will help you exceed the viewership and listenership of No Driving Gloves. And that's why we're experimenting with a new platform here. It did get me thinking here, and I have to find the email. Uh, well, while you're my... looking for that email, yeah. John, I will say that possibly you branching out into a non-automotive sector and allowing automobiles to go back to being a almost a hobby for you rather than a job may give you a different perspective on the automotive. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that because about 13, 14 years ago, I got into the same boat where... Um, I was a couple of years ago when I decided to leave the Barber Museum. Cars were all work. And there is that old saying, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But you also have nothing to love in your life. Cars drove me crazy. And that's why I got into the historical conservation field for a couple of years before I jumped back into cars. And really, the only reason I got back into cars is because of the Barber Museum. And at the time, I loved Lotus. But somewhere in my 40s here... I grew up and became a little bit more responsible, sold off my cars and, you know, kind of settled down, you know, had a family and uh, acquired a family. So I don't know if I had a family. Zara came with two kids and a man to child. Um, it happens when you're, you know, pushing 50 and you date, and you know, kids come along with the with with the uh, significant other. And, you know, I, I you know cars became a burden to me again you know it was the podcast was at least a little bit of an outlet and i'm having fun with the podcast again uh it's just i'm not too versed on the car world other than when i get on my um my feeds um and a little bit of the contract job that i do for the the local business in town here keeps me a little bit up to date with the car world but even that's kind of slowed down with you know the coat with covid and there's not a lot going on in that world. And, you know, we were going to do car shows and car events and things this year. And the most recent meeting is we might do one car show this year, but and the whole world thing has changed. I think I'm better for it. And I think you guys are going to see some um, improvements with the show, both technically and content. And I'm sitting here thinking, boy, this is a non-academic show with John and Derek. And our last couple have been non-academic, which has kind of been fun. We need to get back to some of our academia because we have some history of the automobile shows to finish up. But I'm trying to I'm trying to loosen up, John. I'm trying I'm trying to be laid back, cool, and not academic. 
uh, you're, you're getting better at it. I think I'm getting better at it. You know, you got the little bit of a long hair going on here and kind of funny. I'm looking at myself on the test feed, which is 17 seconds behind going, why is my hand not bouncing on my head? Because I'm at another screen now. I pulled up the spreadsheet of all the entries for the uh, Wheel Hub contest, which ended. You no, know, we're recording on the 26th. That Wheel Hub contest ended on the 24th. Everybody who sent in an entry is going to get a free no driving glove sticker. So you at least get a gift. We'll be contacting everybody. A lot of you, when you put in an address, just put in a street address. You didn't tell me a city or state. I've fixed that in the next next giveaway on the no no driving gloves website. The winner who's going to get a package mailed to them by the time this officially airs audio wise, streaming's going to be a little different. Derek's showing some of the uh, the Truck Hub magazine right now, but if you're, I can figure out how uh, the camera worked. You're going to get a copy of Wheel Hub. You're going to get a Truck Hub, and you're going to get a copy of Mustang Hub. Uh, they're the the demo copies that were provided to me. Um, you know, I look through them, so they're, they're lightly used. They look brand new. We have a listener, Adam Kahn. Uh, you are the winner of that little package, and I don't know what its real value is, 50 60 bucks maybe. I, I don't know what the actual per issue price is for Truck Hub. All I know is you still go use the uh, code GLOVES at, um, what is it, wheelhubmag.com and subscribe and get 20% off. So go back, listen to the episode, use the, the code uh, GLOVES, and uh, get yourself a subscription. 20% off, save a couple of bucks there. And just to let everybody know, they didn't pay us to be on the show. They did it, you know, they just said, hey, can we come on the show and talk about our magazine? And because they're putting out a truck magazine. And as Derek said on one of his Corvette podcasts, or no, uh, Cars Yeah with uh, Mark Green, which hopefully Mark will be a guest with our uh, with us in the near future. He said I was, the mini, I was the mini truck guy. And I guess when I finally guessed on Mark Green's uh, show, and he asks me what I, you know, what dream car could he get me? Let's go, eighty-eight Mazda convertible Truxarosa kit. There you go. <laughs> hey, I had to label you. I had to label you, John. I had to label you. So, mini truck guy. Mini truck. All the things in the world, mini truck guy. You could have labeled me a Lotus guy. Mark used to race a Lotus and a Lotus I, eighteen junior. He sprung it on me, and I wasn't prepared for that question. Yeah, you've gotten better on the uh, more recent podcast appearances, which why don't you tell the listeners, you know, you were on Mark Green's show about a month ago and you've been on two other podcasts since. And I believe your director has been on another. Do you want to plug other podcasts? Because that's one way I find a lot of podcasts is when podcasts recommend other podcasts. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I was on. Yeah, I was on Cars. Yeah. Uh, as John just mentioned and, and mentions. uh I'm pretty sure every episode of No Driving Gloves since then, because he always has to bring up the mini truck thing. Uh, and then I was on the Collector Car podcast with Greg Stanley. That that right? Then I was on the the Corvette Today podcast. That was uh, yeah. I mean that the a number of folks from the uh, the Corvette Museum obviously have have been on that podcast to talk about the Corvette Museum, what we do there for the Corvette world. President and CEO Sean Preston was on there. Uh, NCM insurance agent Adam Boca was on there. Myself most recently on there. And then I believe a couple more of the staff are going to be on in the future to talk about the museum and what we're doing. Yeah, it's good to uh, 
have you out there. Um, I'm working on uh, setting up a couple of guest appearances. I'll let you know how that uh, closes out. But again, it's a little tough because I'm not a car guy anymore. I'm not. I'm a podcast producer, and there's eight thousand of us trying to get out on, po- you know, podcast. Fortunately, there's a 1.4 million podcasts now. Just a podcast statistic. Million. In in March, there were 900,000 podcasts. By mid-April, there were 1.2 million podcasts. And as of like August 15th, there's like 1.48 million podcasts. Now, the crazy thing is only about 300,000 of them are active. So there's a lot of content out there, but not a lot of active podcasts. And when you compare it to blogs, um, the most recent ranking, um, one of the the companies that I use to give us a little consistency, uh, we were... Uh, 149, number 149 of the automotive podcasts on iTunes. Uh, we have been as high as number 47, uh, which I think is a lot for, you know, three guys from not a media background, you know, doing a show. We really appreciate the listeners and the downloads. And we're on, on another topic. We're going to have a record download month again. Uh, we've had a very good, with the exceptional one month, the last six months, We've been almost had record downloads every month, and uh, it's a goal we've been achieving. And now that we've got that, I'm going to start pushing the guys harder. I got a new number that we want to work for every month. But we're very pleased with the download numbers, and um, um, really happy to say, out of you know 1.4 million podcasts out there, or 380,000 podcasts, we're in the top 50% of listeners. Um, we're we're solid, and I'm happy for the number. But I don't know. Is there anything else to be added to tonight, Derek? Or do we want to kind of call it quits? I think we've chatted a lot about cars and we've chatted a lot about things. I think it, honestly, I think it's one of our better episodes in a while. And if the listeners well, we'll see what the listeners think, because you know. well, yeah. if the listeners give us some feedback, um, I think this actually went well enough that we have test streamed this to a Facebook page that I am the only fan of. But when the show goes live we might go ahead and the street share the stream to the no driving gloves um facebook page too um i don't you know Derek's not too hideous but i think all's went well tonight wanted to wear my tux wanted to wear my tux for the inaugural episode listens listens that's what matters (laughs) but and i mean if i had known there could have been a zamboni in the background i would have worked it out we really need to figure out the Zamboni thing and broadcast from a Zamboni or maybe a hockey. All of a sudden, as much as I hate the show anymore, um, and it's not called that show anymore. You hate our show? No, I was going to say um, it's a, now I forgot what the name of the show was. and It's now called the Grand Tour. But I was saying we should probably broadcast from a hockey rink and then we can get some cars out there and play on the ice we probably destroy the that's what we do we get a bunch It'd of little pikes cars that's a lot more money than that would be fun if we get little tykes cars and get out there and race little, the zambo get little electric barbie jeeps and the porsches and i believe there is a corvette out there oh there's multiple electric corvettes we i've uh, we've got them we could probably <laughs> arrange this honestly the closest one to me is Nashville, the Predators. You don't have a local bowling green hockey team? Mm, I don't think so. No. There's got to be a hockey rink in Kentucky somewhere. But we'll worry about that. That's sports. If any of our sports-loving fans want to tell us. I'll look around. <laughs> let, let us know. 
I doubt if we end up putting if, that one. Yeah, if any of the listeners work at an ice rink near Birmingham, Alabama, or uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, and you could work it out to where we could race the Zamboni with the electric Corvettes, that's awesome. If it wasn't for COVID, I'd say anywhere in the country. But yeah, if you're in that vicinity, I'd go go to Atlanta or well, if you if you have access, let us know and we might try to figure out how to get there. It doesn't have to just be uh, Nashville, Birmingham, Bowling Green. And I know some of you who listen are in the Huntsville area and Zara and I both contributed a little bit of money to keep your hockey team. So keep that in mind, you know, that. 25 bucks we contributed to that million and a half dollars uh, that should get us permission to drag race your zamboni with that derek i think i'm going to queue up the outro yeah it's a uh, huntsville um uah uh, university of uh, alabama at huntsville has a hockey team there and i went to a game every year but we've been together we would have went to one this year except um covid i just need to get a shirt to because covid that explains 2000 but I'm going to get queuing up the outro music. They probably do what? We're out. Yeah, let's see how long this outro music takes to play my fast computer here. Thank you for listening, and remember to look us up at nodrivinggloves.com. There you can find back episodes, links to products we recommend, and links to all of our social media. Be sure to tell a friend about us. No Driving Gloves is edited and produced by J. Lewis Productions.